Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. So I, among them who would make a wall. 
has the attention of all men does not mean the Lord has seen the action of all men. Many men of God have been silent in this season. I know y'all wanted a nice little message on Father's Day, but I'm getting there. Silent because they want to appease the flesh of men. Silent because of their apathy. Some men of God are just lazy and silent in their action against sin. I, I, I don't want to trouble my congregation so I will not call off sin. Men have been silent. So in other words, our silence has been governed by sin and our silence has given way to sin. If you're a man of God and you've been silent in this season, if your silence has been governed by sin and it's given way to sin. All while God is asking, where are the men? I believe our world is in a mess we're in because of silence of godly men. The men can be silent no more. I know there's a cliche when they talk about of domestic violence, no more silence. But I want you to know, no more silence for the men of God. If there was ever a time and a season in which the presence of godly men is needed, it's now. I, I, we've got too many men who, who have an apathy concerning their walk with God. And God is saying, I need you now. There, there's too many men that are not pouring into their children in a godly fashion. And God says, I need you now. So the critical question we have to ask ourselves in light of this plea of God is what does our presence in this season entail? It ain't just enough for me to say I'm a saved and a godly man. God is looking for my presence, watch this, um, to, to, to be tangible. And I believe we can glean great wisdom from our text this Father's Day so that God can find us where he needs us. So let's examine the text. Ezekiel chapter 22, but I really want us to focus on verse number 30. I, I think verse 29 set the tone for where we are, but I want us to look at verse number 30. Notice the first portion of verse number 30. It says, so I sought for a man among them. This is a season that has been reserved for God's remnant. I, I want y'all to stay with, with me. So the first thing is, if I want to be where God needs me, I have to find myself as the remnant of God. The remnant of God. If you're taking notes, I, I think we have that on the screen. The remnant of God. This is why our text says, in times like these, the Lord sought for a man out of the many. The, the word remnant in both the Hebrew and the Greek means, watch this, many of us think it's just a few, but it means to remain. That, that, that means God is looking for men who can remain godly in times like this. And the problem with many believers, and especially men, we have not remained godly in times like these. Here's a word of wisdom. Don't be fooled by everyone who claims to represent God because much of their fruit does not reflect God. We've got folk that's giving news conferences. We got folk that's protesting. We got folk that's doing prayer walks. And many of us think they represent God, but their fruit does not reflect God. God wants you to hear this because if you're going to represent God, you've got to at least reflect his fruit. And here is one of the problems in this season. Men have given their commentary, but their fruit does not reflect God. Men want to give their counsel, but their fruit does not reflect God. Men want to even lead God's people in the church, but their fruit does not reflect God. Some so-called men of God need to get their fruit together. Because watch this, 
fruit is a prerequisite for those to follow. Y'all need to stop following folk that ain't got no fruit. If, if, if you don't follow somebody, I need to see your fruit before I decide to follow. Therefore, your response to God in this season is to be the remnant. So here's what I'm trying to say. Can you remain godly when others produce your suffering? I know you want to cuss. I know you want to go off on your boss. But can you remain godly when others produce your suffering? Can you remain godly when others want to suppress you? I mean, we got to remain godly in the season. Can you remain godly, watch this, when others sin against you? Can you be the remnant of God? This is why the prophet Zephaniah speaks of the remnant of God like this. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says, the remnant of Israel shall do no unrighteousness and speak no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. Well, what, what am I trying to say? The question to men in this season is what has been more evident, your flesh or your faithfulness? Protesting, but watch this with no power. 
God will send his power when the men of God respond in purity. The righteous men will always be the remnant of God. So when the Lord is saying, where are the men of God? He's really saying, where is the remnant of God? Those that will remain. So the first thing I want y'all to know on this Father's Day, you want to be honored on this Father's Day, you need to be found as the remnant of God, the righteous. Here's the second thing I want you to know. The, the, the second portion of verse number 30 says, who would make a wall and stand in the gap? This is a season where men must urgently pray and must be unmovable in prayer. I, I want y'all to, if you're taking notes, you need to write that down. This is a season where men, men, I ain't saying the mothers, I ain't saying the intercessors, I'm saying the men, God is looking for men who would urgently pray, pray and be unmovable in prayer. Because prayer is the place of protection for God's people. So, so here's the other thing. If I want to be honored on this Father's Day, then I need to be found as the refuge of God. Not only just the remnant of God, but the refuge of God. In, in other words, where are the men that will be the refuge of God? Therefore, we need men beyond intimacy in the Lord in prayer. Watch this. Prayer centered on you alone, but we need men that will commit to intercession. I, I, it's easy to pray for yourself, but when is the last time you interceded on somebody else's behalf? Maybe the reason why your children are acting the way they're acting is because you have not made intercession for them. And, and this is why in our text, God says he's looking for a man that would not only make a wall, but stand in the gap. That means we don't just need mothers in intercession. We need some men in intercession. I, but I just believe that maybe some things would change in our world if we got more men in intercession. And when God asks where are the men, he's asking where are the praying men? I'm not, I'm not trying to be no, no male chauvinist in this season. But God said, I need some men who will get back on their knees. I would need some, I need some who would labor before me in prayer. The women been doing that for too long, y'all. God is saying, where are the men? And th th this is why Paul admonished Timothy with these words in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says this. He says, therefore, I exhort first all that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. He's saying this to Timothy. And in the Greek translation of the word intercession in this text, means, watch this, oh, this is good news, godly intervention. So maybe the reason that God has yet to intervene in this season, because the men of God have failed to make intercession in this season. God is saying, I'm waiting to intervene in all that's going on in the affairs of men, but I'm waiting on men to make intercession for me. Oh, that's good news, y'all. Y'all might not like that. Stop letting your wife pray so much and get on your knees and pray for yourself. Who, and here's the question I've got to ask myself, who am I making intercession for in this season? Here's the reason why some people aren't covered in this season. Because there are some men that have failed to call upon his name in this season. I want you to know that God gives all of his believers assignments. Assignments. So just because your grandma praying, praying, her prayers 
watch this, have an assignment. So, so, so that means there's been some men that God has given some assignments to their level of intercession. And the reason why some people are not covered in this season is because you have not been faithful to your assignment to make intercession. He, he, yeah, because when you call him, God will always cover, 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 cover. When men can catch that revelation, we should realize that we have people attached to our, our lives that can't afford to be uncovered. I was just having this conversation with my mother-in-law, and we were talking about this in the natural. We were talking about one who, who would not be covered in terms of their insurance. She was talking about her baby, y'all. And she wanted to make sure that when he got to a certain age, he would be covered. So, so we got to see this in the spirit. At some point, it was all good when my grandmother's prayers covered me. But I got to a point in my walk where God says they, they won't cover you no more, but I need you to get an intercession so that somebody might be covered. Oh, we left some folk uncovered, y'all, because some men of God have failed to get into intercession. Oh, I hope somebody catching that this morning. This is why the enemy attacks the prayer life of so many men because the enemy knows when you fail to call on uh, on his name, on behalf of another, you make them vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. Now, I, I've spoken to so many men that say, I don't know where to begin in prayer. I, I, I've spoken to so many men who feel like I'm, I'm just not right, I'm just not there with God to pray. But here's, I, I've got to get all of that out of my mind, and here's my, my number one priority. Who am I leaving? Uncovered. <sighs> I hope some man is watching this morning. The enemy wants you to feel incapable in prayer, too tired to pray, and disinterested in prayer because he does not want your prayers to be another's protection. Y'all, we, we love to say men are to cover and to protect their home, but you got folk that's bringing home the money but are not covering their kids or their women in the spirit. I don't need you to cover me with my bills. Can you cover me in the spirit? Because hear this, the culture can't influence the child that you've covered. Ooh, that's good news to me. That, that, that means cults can't deceive the child that's been covered. I know you got counsel. I know you wise, but are you in intercession and are you covering them? Cops can't kill the child that you have covered. This is why Psalm 9, 9 through 10 declares this. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. But here, we love to say Psalm 91, but, but do we ever read verse 10? And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, watch this, have not forsaken those who seek you. God is saying that those that are oppressed in this season, those that need refuge in a time of trouble, God is saying, I'm just waiting on the men to make intercession. Ah, Y'all put that in the comment box. The men need to make intercession. Because the fruit of our seeking him is always safety. If I want to be under, under, uh, abide under the shadow of the Almighty, all I've got to do is seek him. Therefore, in the season, God is looking for men who will seek him so that he can provide safety to his people. I love my women. I, I love the praying mothers. I, I love my grandma because she texts me every Sunday saying that she's praying. And I receive it. But God is looking for the men. 
that will stand up and start making intercession on behalf of God's people. God is looking for men who will be the refuge of God. So, so I said that if you want to be honored on Father's Day, can God find you as the remnant of God? Can you remain faithful in this season? God is saying, can you be the refuge of God? Can you cover some folk in intercession? And notice what the last portion of verse number 30 says on, on the ladder. It says, before me on behalf of the land. Desolation is a reflection of the evil deeds of men. And this is a season where the deeds of men have been brought to light. I'm so glad about this season. And I was telling my wife this. Not only are, can the men of God cover people in this season, but God is, as we cover, God is also uncovering. And that's good news to me. So I, I just thank God that I can see folk for who they are. Because, but hear this even more, injustice is an evil deed. Racism is an evil deed. And yes, even rioting is an evil deed. And where evil is present, God always requires a payment. And that payment is repentance. So what am I trying to say? God is looking for men who would be the redemption of God. So th 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 this is the last point I want you to get out of this. I, if I want to be honored on Father's Day, can I be found as the redemption of God? This is why our text says that God is looking for a man to go before him on behalf of the land. That means those needing redemption. And the only way that they will be redeemed is when we would pray for and provoke men to repentance. Y'all got to stay with me. That means it's not enough for us to pray for the repentance of God's people, but we need to admonish God's people to repent as well. What, what am I trying to say? In other words, don't just cry out for their sin, but you need to also call out their sin. And the problem in this season is that we've had too many women and too many mothers doing all the calling out and no fathers doing the calling out. Uh, that, that, and, and the only reason that I call out God's children is in sin is that they might be convicted to repent. Because repentance will always lead us to our redemption. Oh, y'all got to stay with me. Now, uh, write this down if you're taking notes. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1. The Bible says, cry aloud and spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob. This, we got so many pastors and pulpits that's more concerned about your money than your sin life. We've got too many pastors and pulpits that's more concerned about you walking in the blessings of the Lord rather than calling out your sin. We've got too many people concerned about if I might offend them and they may leave my church rather than calling out their sin. Why leave them in a place where they will not be redeemed? We've got too many men, and hear this, we've got too many men that have become content with sin, complacent with sin. And feel no need to call out sin. What a sad tragedy. Because when men fail to rebuke those in sin, those in sin fail to repent. I hope y'all just caught what I said. When men fail to rebuke those in sin, those in sin fail to repent. I don't know about nobody else, but it's, it's a difference when a man speaks to a child that's out of line. The mama can say something. But as soon as they hear that deep voice of a man, their whole attitude shifts. And God is saying, I've got too many of my children running around here doing anything. And, and as the Bible declares,
others doing what seemed right in their eyes. And God said, I need you to call out sin. And many times, hear this, for the man that's having trouble with calling out sin. Many times your inability to rebuke others in sin reveals your relationship with sin. The reason why it's not, it's not a problem for me to call out sin because I'm not in relationship with sin. That's not saying, Pastor Keith, don't sin. That means I'm not intertwined. I'm not intimate. I'm not all involved in sin. And we got too many uh, people of God and men of God that are intertwined, intimate, and involved in sin. Uh, because you won't call out what you still find comfort in. And the reason why we're not calling out stuff is because you're still comfortable in your own stuff. We've got to get out of relationship with sin. Watch this, because somebody's redemption is on the line. I got to know it ain't about me, but somebody, God has said, I want to snatch them from the hands of the enemy. I, I, but I need them to simply repent. And I need a man of God to call them in their sin. This is why Ephesians 5.11 declares this. But have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. But rather expose them. You entangle but you won't expose. And here's the risk we run when we simply cry out to God on behalf. And nobody wants to offend nobody no more. Well, I love the church of the old. Well, y'all know it used to be embarrassing, but you, you, you'll get it convicted. They'll call you out in your sin. Brother, I know you was drinking last night. Come on up to the altar. Now, everybody know your sin, and you can't help but repent. The people of God need to repent. We risk them. Watch this. When I cry out, hear this, rather than calling out, we risk them simply being sorry about their sin rather than them being sorrowful for their sin. Y'all got to stay with me. I know we prayed, and you know, I know they just feel sorry about their sin, but no, I need you to be sorrowful about your sin. What's the difference? is the revelation that I am hurt by my sin. But sorrowful is the revelation that my sin hurt God. And we got too many folk that are just hurt by their sin. And this is why you can go back and sin and do all you want to do. Because you, not, you have not caught the revelation that your sin also hurts God. If I know the one that, that gives me life and in him that I move and live and have my being when I know the one that never forsook me even when my mother and my father forsook me. When I catch the revelation that my sin hurts him, this is the place where I move to repentance. Because it is godless sorrow that worketh repentance. I need to catch that revelation. Somebody say, catch that revelation. In this season, God is seeking the repentance of the land. Yet it will require the redemption of God through godly men. Those who will cry out on behalf of the sin of the land. And those who will call out the sin of the land. I was talking to one of our members on yesterday. And she said that the Lord had revealed to her that this was a season of grace. But how many know this? That grace does run out. And God is saying, while I'm extending grace, I need some men of God to start calling out sin. That others, watch this, so that God can redeem us. So when God is asking, where are the men of God? He's looking for those who will serve as the redemption of God. Why is it so significant that the men of God answer the call of God in this season? 
Because your response to the request of God, watch this, will determine the restraint of God. The restraint of God. Notice the latter part of verse number three about foundational integrity. God declares that I should not destroy in the sight of great suffering, great suppression, and great sin, God's people still saw the salvation of the Lord. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. But stay with me. 2020 has reflected a season of great desolation in America. As it is in the text, God restrained himself from destroying the land. Y'all know we about to kill ourselves. We've witnessed in the beginning of the year, we've witnessed disease. The disease has led to death. And death is now to this place of discrimination against people. And now we've witnessed this time of division. We're about to kill ourselves, y'all. With seemingly no end in sight. When I watch the news and Lord, the case is still going up in Florida. I'm like, Lord, what's going on? But the Lord says he will restrain from destroying the land. Oh, that's good news, but watch this if he can find, he don't even need a lot of us, he said that if I can find some godly men he says I'm looking for a man from among you, that's good news there's honor from the Lord to be had on this father's day, but the Lord is simply asking where are the men we've got to let our presence be known y'all we've got to be the remnant of God we've got to be the refuge of We've got to be the redemption of God. Then if you just do all of that, I'll restrain from destroying the land. Here's the sad part about Ezekiel chapter 22. In verse number 30 says, he looked for just a man. And the Bible says, he found none. Don't allow us that same testimony of the children of Israel to be our testimony today. I want us to be honored on this Father's Day. But we've got to examine ourselves as men. If I'm, if I'm a godly man, if I'm a man of God, can God find you remaining, remaining godliness? Can God find you as the refuge, making intercession in that season? And can God find you as the redemption of God? One who won't just cry out about sin, but one who will call out sin. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We honor your name. Thank you, God, for this Father's Day. Thank you, God, that you're a Father that chastises us. For God, the, the, the one whom you chastise is the one whom you love. So God, we receive this message wholeheartedly. God, I know that we may have wanted to be celebrated on today, but God, you're just calling us to an assignment on this day. And if we can be faithful to our assignment as the men of God, the honor will come because honor is a byproduct of faithfulness. So God, I call the men to a place of faithfulness. I pray, God, that we'll be the remnant. You don't need much of us. You just need a few. Help us to remain godly in the midst of great suffering, in the midst of great suppression, and in the midst of great sin. And God, we pray, God, that we can be the refuge for your people. You've heard the prayers of the mothers. You've heard the prayers of the wailing women. But God, where are the men? Leading the way of intercession. 
God, we pray, God, that will be the redemption of God. That we won't just cry out of our sin, but we'll begin to call it out. I believe, God, even as it is in the natural, so it shall be in the spirit. When the man's voice is heard, rebuking and calling out sin, the attitudes of others will shift. We want them to be convicted, God, that they might repent. And God, if all of that can happen, God, you will restrain from destroying the land. That's our prayer, God. It may, not, it may look like there's no end in sight, but you are looking for the victory. I pray for the man that is struggling now, that he'll begin to walk in his assignment. Let that wife not get troubled, because that man will begin to now walk faithfully in that assignment. For the child that can't taste their daddy on Father's Day, I pray conviction comes to his heart. Now we pray. God, that he'll get up. He say, I got to get it together. Because God, even as you can redeem us, you can redeem the time. They may have been absent for 30 years, God, but all is not lost. Convict them to get back in there, we pray. We love you and adore you. Thank you, God, for being a good, good father. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. I am confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.